Amen, amen. Let's stand quickly. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 and 19. How many people are thankful for air conditioning? It's nice. Yes. <laughs> Praise God. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 and 19. It says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Everybody say a new thing. It, now it shall spring forth, shall ye not know it. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I want to speak this morning for just a few moments. When God does a new thing. Everybody say a new thing. Lord, we thank you for your word. Let faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we'll be sure to give you all the praise and all the glory and all the church says amen. You may be seated. When God does a new thing. When God does a new thing. You know, as human beings by nature, we can be resistant to new things. When I was working uh, as a consultant doing IT uh, installations and infrastructure in big companies, one of the biggest things we had to deal with was what they called change management. To be able to manage the organization to accept the change. And believe it or not, there are a lot of people that just didn't like change at all. In fact, when I was working in the public service, one of the worst things you could do was change the floor plan because, you know, people didn't like even changing their seats. But we are by nature resistant to new things. And it's, it's very normal. If you, if you don't like change, then that's a normal thing. I was reading about it and psychologists say that it goes down to the way that we are wired and our, how our brains are wired. Some of the, this resistance to change comes from psychological needs. Some of it comes from soci sociological needs. And part of it is just because we don't like what the change and the impact that it may have on us. We can be resistant to change. And for some, and for all of us in some way, new things can be intimidating. Why? Because we're happy the way things are. We tend to be happy with the way things are and we feel like that the way things are or the way they need to be, why do they need to change? So there's a saying people throw out there, it's called, they say, if it ain't broke, then don't fix it. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons that we, we believe that and we can believe that about many things, about many things, not just about your vacuum cleaner. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's a classic by, by husbands, I'm sure. But, but we can believe that about many things, even good changes. We can be resistant to good changes. Why? Because it's something that we're not used to. We can get comfortable with something and we can even have a sentimental connection to something old. Even nostalgia, you know, about something old. And, and sometimes when we get that new thing, we think, what was I thinking? Why was I so connected to that old thing now that I've got a new thing? And uh, that's happened to me many times. I've, I'm very connected to my car and my children keep telling me, Dad, you need a new car. It's got 300,000 on the clock and I keep telling him if it ain't broke, then I don't need a new one. And there's this sentimental connection. But I'm sure one day when I get a new car and the air conditioning works, I'm going to think, why on earth did I have that old thing for so long? <laughs> I got wind down air conditioning. 
But we can be comfortable with old things, even if they're not good. We know the Pharisees, they struggled with change. When Jesus came into the world, he came to, to fulfill the law, to fulfill the old covenant. And, uh, and all of that old covenant was all types and shadows. It was, it was not the substance. Jesus was the fulfillment of all the old covenant and all those old types. And so the Pharisees struggled because they kept going back to how Moses did it and how Abraham did it. And, and Jesus responded. He said, I'm not disagreeing with the way Moses did it. I'm not disagreeing with Abraham, but I've come to explain what they meant and why they did that. You see, even the Pharisees wanted to go back to the old ways. God wants to do a new thing. Amen. And I believe in 2023, I believe we need to believe God for him to do a new thing in our lives. That we need to leave the old things behind, leave 2022 behind. Even though it may have been the greatest year, I want to tell you, God still has the best for you. Your best days are ahead of you. God wants to do a new thing. Somebody say amen. Now, not all change is good. Not all change is good. And you say, well, pastor, hang on. Doesn't that contradict what you just read this morning in your text? Well, Isaiah says these things in Isaiah 43, verse 18. And we read it already. If I can, I can get it on the screen up there. He says, remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. He says, there's some things that you need to forget. Okay, there's some things that you need to forget. And then in Isaiah 46, verse 9 then he tells us, he says, there's some things that you need to remember. He says in Isaiah 46 verse 9, remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. And so God says, there's some things you need to forget and there's some things that you need to remember. Everybody say forget. Everybody say remember. You see, it isn't either or or. There are some things in our past that we need to remember and there are some things that we need to forget. Here are some things that you need to remember. There is only one God. Everyone say one God. And you need to remember that he is a holy God. You need to remember that his blood still washes away every sin. You've got to remember those things. You've got to remember that our God is worthy of all the praise and all of the worship. You've got to remember that whatever you're going through, that our God is just a prayer away. You can call on him at any time. You've got to remember your testimony about how God called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. You've got to remember that he loved you even when you were unlovable. That while we were yet sinners, Jesus died for us. I'm here to remind you today that there are some things that you've got to remember. You've got to remember that once I was lost, but now I am found. There are many things about God. There's many things about our testimony. There's many things that we must never forget. And you know, sometimes in this world and through our circumstances and our trials, that the world can somehow deprive us of what we know to be true about God. And you're all, there's always going to be times when we have questions 
about why this and why that and maybe we can't understand things and maybe we even question God and there's nothing wrong with asking God questions it just comes down to our attitude because God we even see Abraham we even see him questioning God but he was a a good attitude because he desired to know more but you know sometimes when we go through difficult times when we've got questions We forget the things that we already know. And sometimes when I'm counseling somebody, they say, but I've got questions. Yes, they have some questions that they don't know, but there are a whole lot of things that they do know about God. They may have some questions about God, but there are a whole lot of things that they do know about God. Don't let your circumstances deprive you of what you know about God. You can say, there's some things I don't know, but these things I do know that God is for me. Who can be against me? There's some things that I don't know, but I do know that God hears me when I cry out to Him. There's some things that I don't know, but there's some things that I do know that once I was lost, but now I am found. Somebody say amen. So there's some things you must remember. Hebrews chapter 10 verse, 20, uh, verse 23 says, Hold fast the profession of your faith without wavering. Stand strong on the word of God. The Bible says that this word is forever settled in heaven. The, the account in the New Testament is that the wise man built his house upon the rock. He built his house on the word of God. And when the house is built on the word of God, the storms may come and the winds may come. But the house that is built on the word of God will stand. And so there's some things you need to remember. But there's some things you need to forget. You see, when God does a new thing in your life, don't compare it to the old thing that you've been connected to and attached to for so long. I, la- I laugh when I hear people talk about the good old days. I was thinking as I was preparing this message, I heard two older people, they're talking about the good old days. One person said, well, I remember the good old days. And the other old person said, what do you mean the good old days? You're forgetting a lot of things. You're forgetting all the hardships. It was a lot more difficult back in the good old days. And so sometimes we can just become nostalgic and we romanticize about the past and we forget about the difficulties that were there. And I hear two old people talking about what good old days. They were tough. They were the hard old days. You're forgetting about this and you're forgetting about that and you forgot this. You see, there's some things that we need to forget. You see, God wants to do something new in our life he's a god of the new he's not a god of the old and sometimes we got to stop considering the things of old as being better than what god has for our future i want to tell you today that we serve a good god and your best days are ahead of you god wants to do a new thing in your life in 2023 god wants to bless you in 2023 amen praise god if you don't like new things, then you need to deal with that because God is a God of the new. He, he wants to make all things new. He's not about making things old. He makes all things new. 
Revelation 21 verse 5 says, And he sat upon the throne, and he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Paul says in Romans chapter 8 verse 28, and this is a, a well-known portion of Scripture. And you hear a lot, of, a lot of preachers will say, this is a very familiar portion of Scripture. And I've learned that sometimes we will turn to a very familiar portion of Scripture. And as the preacher preaches, I learn something that I have never seen before in the Scripture. Has that ever happened to you before? Yeah. The pastor says, let's go to this very familiar portion of scripture. We go there, we recognize it, but as we read it, we see something that we've never seen before. And I've read Romans 8.28 many times. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Now, I'm not a very smart guy, but something jumped out of that scripture. Paul says, and we know, and we know. Paul is writing to the church at Rome. God has saved them. God has delivered them. And Paul is looking back and he's speaking from experience, not just from faith. Sometimes we think that Paul is saying, let's just jump out because we know what the Bible, we know what God says and we know what his promises are. Let's just jump out. And, and just do it. But Paul's saying, and we know that all things work together for good. He's saying, after all that we've been through, after all that we've seen God do, we know from experience that all things work together for good. And so you've got to remember those things. You've got to remember that in the past, yes, you went through difficult circumstances. Yes, you may have had some sickness. Yes, things may not have gone to plan. But you can stand today in hindsight looking back and say, you know what? And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. God, you've been there and you've done it. We've been there. We, we, we remember it. We've seen it. And we know that all things work together for good. You see, God wants to do a new thing in our lives. God cannot give you the new in your hands while your hands are still full of the old things. And so Isaiah in our text, he is speaking, he connects the ability of God to do a new thing with their ability to leave some old things behind. He connects the two. He says, if God's going to do a new thing, there are some things that you need to leave behind. And so I encourage you on this 15th day of January 2023 to start getting serious about God. Some of us, our life is not going the way that we intended it to go. Some of us are not in the place spiritually where we ought to be with God. And if you just keep doing the old things, it's going to continue the same old way. But God wants to do a new thing. And this whole Christian life is not rocket science. It's about a relationship with God. It's about having a prayer life and walking daily with God. It's about standing upon the promises of God and knowing the word of God. God wants to do a new thing. 
And I challenge you, if you're not happy where you're at with God, and if you need a refreshing touch on your life, if you're not happy where your family's at with God, let me tell you, it's time to change some things up and start doing it God's way. It's time to start doing it God's way. And some of us, some of us have been saved and we've forgotten what it was like to not be saved. And we've gone back to the things that God has delivered us from. We've allowed things to come back into our life that God delivered us from in the very first place. God has delivered some from witchcraft. Now they've got children and they allow it back into their home again, thinking it's, well, it's not going to harm my kids. Well, it, it almost ruined your life before you came to God. Why would you allow it back in your house again? Even this, you know, this, the, 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 the disguise things that the movies and all that put out. Some people have seen the, the wreckage caused by alcohol. And they think they can just, well, now we've got kids, just, we'll just let her back in, you know. God saved you from that. It's time to start doing things God's way. Because it was God's way that got you saved. It's God's way that gave you the victory. You've got to let God do a new thing. It's time to start doing it God's way. Let God do a new thing. You know, I, I, I tell you, put it to the test. 30 days. You know, always hear about these 30 day back warranties and guarantees and all that. Just start doing things God's way for 30 days. If you're not happy where you're at right now, just start, stop doing things your way and start doing things God's way. And you know what? After 30 days, if you're not happy, then you've got a 30 day mess back guarantee. You can go back to your mess. You can go back to your sad life. You can go back to all those things. But I'm here today to tell you, start living God's way. It's time to let God do a new thing. And Isaiah, the prophet, is looking down the road. You see, Israel had been in captive, captivity for, for 70 years. They had been forcibly removed from their homeland. And Isaiah prophesies. He says, forget the former things. You've got to forget Babylon. God wants to do a new thing. They were out. They were out of Babylon. God had delivered them. They had been saved. And, and here Isaiah says, you've got to, if you want to keep moving forward, you've got to let some things go from what happened in Babylon. You see, Isaiah knew that you can be out of Babylon, but if you continue to remember it, it's as well as being back in Babylon. The tormentor doesn't have to be present to be tormented if you're going to keep dwelling on the things of old. You see, you can still be tied to something by memories and allowing those memories to torment you and going over and over and over again. And God is saying through the prophet Isaiah, I have taken you out of Babylon. I'm going to do a new thing in your life, but I can't do it if your hands and your mind is full of the old things. Everybody say, a new thing. You see, we need to be renewed so God can do a new thing. As I finish Luke chapter 5, verse 36 to 39, in the Bible there are two Greek words translated new. Neos and kahinos. Is that right, brother? He probably doesn't know how I'm... <laughs> Neos or N-E-O-S 
and K-A-I-N-O-S. There are two Greek words translated new. One means newly arrived or just appearing, rejuvenated, and the other word means better or superior or fresh. And in Luke chapter 5, verse 36 to 39, we see these two words used in the scriptures. And he spake a parable unto them, no man putteth a piece of a new, that's K-A-I-N-O-S, nobody puts a piece of the new, a superior, of a new garment on an old garment. If otherwise, then both the new, new maketh a rent, and the piece that was taken out of the new agreeeth not with the old. You can't take a piece of a new garment and put on an old garment because of the way things shrink. Both pieces will end up, end up broken, or they're, they're not going to agree, the Bible says. And no man putteth new wine in old bottles, else the new wine will burst the bottles and be spilled, and the bottles shall perish. But new wine that is fresh, that is newly arrived, new wine must be put into new bottles or superior bottles. And so... I know I haven't got enough time to talk about all this today. I'll preach about another time. But Jesus did not come to patch up our old worn out life. He didn't come to patch it up. He came to make it new. He didn't come to put a new patch on an old garment. He came to give you a new garment. I want to tell you today, God is in the business of making all things new. God wants to do a new thing in your life. Will you allow God to revive you? I want to tell you, God wants to pour out a fresh anointing, that, that, that new wine. But I want to make sure that my vessel is ready to receive it. And so let God do a work in your life so he can do a new thing. Let, oh, let's all stand this morning. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness. Everybody say spring forth. Everybody say a way in the wilderness. You see, it, the new thing is not just going to be something natural. It's going to be supernatural. You say, well, pastor... My life's a wilderness. Things are dry. Things are barren right now. I want to tell you that the thing that God wants to do is not just going to be something natural that you can calculate in your human mind. It's going to be supernatural. Amen. Let's lift our hands all across this place today because I want to ask you, where are you today? Will you allow God to do a new thing in your life? Will you allow God to do a new thing? God, I don't want you just to patch up my life. God, I want you to make all things new today. If you've never given your life to Jesus, I want to tell you, you, can, you that's where you start today. Start with repentance and saying, God, I don't want to live the life that I've lived. I don't want to live the way that I've lived. Lord God, I want to start living according to your word, to your principles. Lord God, I want to continue living my life walking in your ways, not my ways. Lord, I want you to do something new in my life. Or maybe you're that person today who has been saved. And now you've just opened up the doors to allow all those old things back in again. Let God do a new thing. Stop doing it your way and start letting yourself do it God's way. 
Start doing it God's way today, church. Let's lift our hands. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We love you, God. Hallelujah, Lord. I pray for this congregation today. Lord God, rejuvenate, restore, renew, Lord God. Lord God, we want to be new wineskins, Lord God, so you can do something new in our life. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where are you at today? Can you perceive it? I want to tell you, as I preach today, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Maybe you've never perceived it, that God wants to do a new thing. Maybe you're just stuck holding on to the old. But as the preaching of the Word has come forth today, faith has come by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God do a new thing in our life. Hallelujah. Lord, I want to change my focus. I don't want to keep living my life looking in the review, review mirror. Oh God, I don't want to keep living my life withholding the things of the past and dwelling on the things of the past, God. I want you to do a new thing in my life. Hallelujah. We're going to worship the Lord right now, but I believe God is speaking to somebody today. It's time to stop doing things your way. It's time to start doing things God's way. As we lift our hands. You know, the Bible talks about the lifting of hands. But the lifting of hands is the universal sign of surrender. When you lift your hand, you're saying, God, I can't do it. I need your help. You're surrendering and saying, I, I give up trying to do things my way. God, I want to do things your way. I surrender to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. 